My love gone right, Stan. Stan the Men Prouse is here to talk about when love's gone wrong, everybody who walks down the aisle, they think they're in it for life, and it doesn't always work out that way. I think divorce has actually declined in America right now, um, but it is still a very real possibility. The first time it's happened in my family, it happened this year, and that's what got me thinking about it, got me thinking about how absolutely important it is to have the right person to help you, because um, it can make all the difference in terms of getting your life right. Okay, maybe the the love what you thought was your love of your life isn't, but you can still come out to the other side with getting your life right on track. And if you've got the right attorney, and that's Stan Prouse. Right, Stan? Well, thank you, Andrea. I appreciate that. That's well, very nice of you. Well, you're welcome. I mean, I spent a few months in researching to find the right guy, and I like your approach. Um, I like that, um, and we've talked many times about Stan's suggestions that are, you can find on his website about what to do before you even start the process, before you file the papers. And it's the best advice I've ever seen from anybody. We've talked about legal separation versus divorce last week. We talked about, you know, divorces and therapy. Uh, we haven't talked about a couple of things. We haven't talked about the money aspect of it and contested versus uncontested. So many people think they're going to have an uncontested member of my family did and then suddenly she finds out she's got somebody who's going to try to fight her par for the course yeah i would say probably something in the neighborhood of 60 70 percent of the people come in to see me announce at the beginning that eh, we're all agreed on anything and it's going to be uncontested and it does not turn out that way there are several reasons why it doesn't turn out that way Probably the first question you should ask somebody in that frame of mind is, why are you getting divorced? Of course, the answer is, we can't agree on anything. <laughs> so that, that, that gives you a clue as to what's going to happen next. So, some, so somebody who comes in because they're irreconcilable, Engineer John's cracking up, they can't agree on anything, they can't solve a problem together, and this is somebody who thinks they're going to have an uncontested divorce. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Dream on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then, as usual, Stan's got to got to clue him in as to reality, right? Yes. And yeah. what is the reality then? Well, the reality is that sooner or later something's going to come up, and probably a number of things are going to come up where they don't agree. Mm-hmm. And if there are kids involved, you can almost guarantee it. They're not going to agree on timeshare. They're not going to agree on who supposedly has primary residence or sole physical custody or joint custody or yin, 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 and then so many people try to fight the battle by taking the possession of the kid. Kid's mine. Yeah. It's not yours. The kid becomes the pawn. Yep. That comes up. And then, of course, money comes up. Uh, You have two people who are regular employed people with a paycheck, one house, two cars, three kids, one dog. Mm. Usually not enough there to really argue too much about. But there's always something to argue about. Typically, one person in a marriage has put some private, some separate, excuse me, some separate property into the purchase of the family residence. They want it back. There's an argument about how you trace that mm-hmm. into the purchase and whether or not you're going to be successful in doing that. You've got to require a lot of information. Which is one reason why going back to your brilliant suggestions that are on your website about what to do before you ever file the papers involves a lot of financial records. Yes, get them. 
you've got to get those and have those copied. It is absolutely critical because it really sets the stage to, to, to have it done right. Although you were very clear last time you were here that one of the unrealistic goals that people have in terms of, you know, and why divorce isn't therapy is that the idea that you're going to have a perfect outcome, even if you follow, somebody follows your advice and gets all those records up front, they still can't have that as a goal to have a, a perfect outcome. No, there are people who are doing therapy a lot of them are they're, they're still they're still trying to change their spouse right they're, they're not satisfied that we're going to get divorced they're they're still trying to change that other person to be the person that they wish they had been married to so they want that person to agree to what they want rather than have to compromise or agree to what the other person wants right consequently people fight Right. Now, how often do you does is it helpful to you to pick the brain of the person coming in your office as to the, what the other person is like personally as you as you craft a strategy? Oh, yeah. Always ask that question. Want to know whether the other person is kind of a compromiser, whether the other person is egotistical, whether the other person is narcissistic, whether the other person always wants to be right, you know. It's a good day when someone answers the question with, no, my husband will do anything I tell him to do. He feels so guilty. Ah. Yeah, I always try to get, if I'm representing the wife, I always try to encourage them to use their, I I still believe in feminine wiles. Ooh, good. I do too. I I always try to get them to think to themselves, how am I going to get this guy? How am I going to con this guy into being cooperative and doing what I want him to do? Right. Uh, and that's a good, and that's not a, a, a wrong or devious thing to do. I mean, you've got to think about strategy, and you've got to th- because the idea is to try to manage a very difficult situation. And I think you've got to use every every tool in your oh, tool yeah. belt. Yeah, you right. Know, and, and that's that's you've not got wrong. you've got a husband on the other side who always has to be right. Well, you get into a discussion of substantive issues. You start off with, "Oh yes, honey." Mm-hmm. Still honey, of course. Right. Yes, honey. That's a wonderful idea. Mm-hmm. And then, whoa. Some, okay. Someone wants Somebody's to, listening to this segment, and there's some man out there right now is calling in Stan and telling him, hush it, Stan. Stop giving this advice. <laughs> now, what advice do you have for the men? Because not all of your clients are women. Oh, yeah. The I men. mean, I've read good testimonials the from men. your male clients. Well, the men are great. What is this anyway? Oh, you know what, Stan, radio radio here. station rule number uno. I usually uh, turn this off anyway. Stan's in demand. Thank you for coming uh, in. Okay. So the question is, what do you tell men? All right. The first question is, does you disabuse men of the notion that since they made the money, it's theirs? Ah, you, you, especially in California. It's called oh, community property well, for a reason, fellas. It's true. Most every place with something called equitable apportionment that the fulfills in for the community property proposition. Mm-hmm. So you got to explain to them that, hey, every dollar you've ever made, the day you got your paycheck, half of it belonged to your wife. Right. And you can bitch and moan about that as much as you want, but it's true. Yeah. Um, and then you have to explain to them that they're not going to get their way. Because entirely. for men, is it? Mo- it's mostly just about the money. I- am I wrong? Do you see that? I, here's my impression that for women, it's all about emotion and hurt and trying to punish, and for men, it's all about the dough. Am I wrong, or is that just stereotype stereotypes for men and women? Well, I wouldn't say you're wrong at at the upper level, but I think at the at a deeper level, 
it's just as much a matter of pride to the guy as it is to the woman. For so example, it is emotional. For, if the woman's, if you've got a minor child involved, the woman immediately lays claim to the kid, mm-hmm. typically. Right. And the husband lays claim to most of the property. I earned the money, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I think with guys who come into the situation with that attitude, it's very, very difficult for them from the standpoint of their masculine ego and their pride to back off of that position. So eh, I don't think it's about the money in the sense of how many dollars we're talking about or whether it's money. It's money in the sense... It's what it represents. They they have to give up their notion of where they have been in the relationship in order to move forward to a resolution that doesn't cost them thirty-five, forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars because they're arguing about things they shouldn't be arguing about. Right. Well, so for both parties, it's really all about helping them to understand a realistic goal, a goal that's not perfect, and having to to give up control of something. Yeah. Because it seems as though now that you've been in here a few times, that that that's really your role as a counselor is beyond just the the legal things that you do, but it's it's helping them to deal with their emotions that they bring to it as part of the strategy. Yeah, Am I articulating that well? Well, we're not doing therapy here. What, what we're doing is taking the experience. No, not therapy. Not I don't mean that as you, you as a counselor. I mean it as an advisor, yeah, maybe. What, what we're doing is trying to get these people to understand how the judicial system works in this area and what the objective of the court is and get themselves aligned with where the thing's going to go because that's where the law and the court want it to go rather than the direction that they think it ought to go. And and that's different because so many attorneys, their whole thing is about it being where they want it to go because that's where their pocketbook lies. That's where the reward is for them as it's in billable hours. And your focus is all it seems to be about helping your client in understanding the judicial system to achieve their goals. Yeah, it often, I, you know, I don't know that I'm going to save everybody money by that approach. Because no, the time it takes to get them aligned with the process and the expectation of the state legislature of the great state of California and the judges sitting on the bench sometimes takes a long time. Right, right. Um uh, as I've said before, the judges are not interested in making the parents happy if right. they're children. Right. They're interested in the best interests of the child, which is right. usually something that is divergent from what the parties expect right. should be happening. Well, and, and as, since we're wrapping up here, your interest is always in what's in the best interest of your client and not yourself, and that's what makes Stan different. So you Google Stan. If you if you or somebody you know is faced with this uh, possibility, you Stan is the right guy for you here in San Diego. Thank